Welcome to the Wealthy Money Property Podcast, your ultimate resource to unlocking your inner property guru and building a property investment portfolio. Now, introducing your host for the show. Hello, property magicians. It's been a while since Misa and I have done a podcast episode. I missed you. I really miss you on the podcast. Same. <laughs> Same. Oh my gosh, Beth. We are we are getting ourselves in order, guys. We are busy with some really exciting things. We will yes. definitely share more about yes. where property magicians is heading to. Because wow, it's been such a journey. But mm. welcome to episode 124. 124. Oh not even counting the bonus episodes. So yes, we took a mini break the last few weeks, but I feel like we deserved it after 124 episodes. We just needed a break in intense. July, guys. It was intense. <laughs> so if you've just joined us, welcome, welcome. My name is Bangile Makwakwa. I am the host of the Property Magicians podcast together with my co-host. You Yay. can... <laughs> yes, introduce yourself, please, Lisa. <laughs> I am Top Dog Mom. I am uh, Dr. Miranda. I am a property investor and a property mentor and the co-host of this podcast. Totally excited about um, um, introducing professionals to property investing, taking you from mm-hmm. anxiety to making sure you begin this journey because there, there is something to property investing and very mm-hmm. excited. Um, co-founder of Property Magician, Stockfeld. We, um, right now, we just, as your equity partner, you contact us with a deal that has got a sound due diligence and we borrow money to developers um, at a high interest, at a good interest for all of us. <laughs> you just said at a high interest rate. No, it guys, is a it's a good interest. <laughs> It's a, it's a good interest for an investor. We make it worthwhile for the investor. That is what, that's what we, we mean. And there is a payday looming, I think, in a week or two uh, for yes. our members that invested on a deal at the beginning of January. Or was it February? Yeah, maybe February. It was a six-month deal that is, that is maturing and we, are, we will be doing a payout through the Stockfeller app, which is where you join our Stockfell. We are property magicians, property Stockfell on the Stockfeller app. Only if you are in South Africa, Lesotho, Namibia, um, can you join using the Stockfeller app. Find it in the App Store and find it on the uh, Play Store. But yeah, the Play Store if you are on Android. That's how you join Stockfeller. But don't be afraid. If you are in a country that cannot access Stockfeller app, we do have a bank bank details and banking accounts where you can uh, deposit your money. Just get to our 
website, then I'm going to let you do the website because I mess it up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, go to wealthy-money.com forward slash stockpile. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash stockfell. Stockfell is spelled S-T-O-K-V-E-L. Again, S-T-O-K-V-E-L. We have raised over a, a half a million rand for deal number five. We yeah. are almost, I'm not sure, but I know we're over 200,000 rand. Yeah, for this month of July that we have raised for deal number six and we're investing in Mzuetu. But without further ado, let us tell you about today's podcast. We have a young beginner investor. His name yeah. is Tapelo and it is such a beautiful podcast. You know, yeah. it's the kind of podcast episode today's podcast is the kind of uh, episode that I wish I had listened to years ago when I started property investing it would have saved me so much heartache it would have helped me understand how to start this journey so I feel like even as um, someone who as the host that have done so many podcast episodes we learned so much in today's uh, podcast and learned about different ways of thinking about property. So we hope you guys really, really enjoy it. Yeah, really, you're going to enjoy this. This is a young property investor that read a book and fired up in 2020, started buying a property number one, then property number two. This is so feisty. So have fun. Take a listen. Yep. Without further ado, we give you guys Tapelo. Hello, Tapelo. Welcome to the show. It's so lovely to have you. Uh, thank you, guys. How are you? We fine, thank you. We are famously uh, fine. <laughs> very good, very good. We were just saying uh, Tapelo was 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 an accidental meeting on 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 Facebook on someone else's timeline who has been here, and I was just like, so why have you not introduced me to Tapelo? Thank you for trusting for trusting Pacey and coming on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not a problem at all. Actually, he's one of my online mentors. I really like his stories, and I do follow him a lot on his timeline and everything. And I've been following you also on, online on your Facebook page. I've been watching your podcast and all really? that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, how? You don't know Percy personally. You know, you also know him from Facebook stories. Yes. I've never met him personally. No, actually, I've attended one of his seminars in Pretoria, but we yeah. never actually spoke one on one. We just speak, uh, you know, online. And, 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 we and, like yeah. this. We like this. The power oh, this of is awesome. media. It is. I yeah. really, yeah, I like I like stories like that. Yeah. Anyhow, let's kick off. Yeah. So Tabelo, um, who <coughs> are you? What do you do? Tell us who you are as a soul and what you do. Okay. Um, as you guys know my name, I go by the name of Tabelo Mukau. Um, I grew up in a township called Soshanguve. Um, I grew up in a very religious family. I'm a mm. Christian. Um, mm. By profession, I'm a flight engineer. 
and by choice, I'm actually a property investor. So yeah, my story is just um, short like that. Otherwise, I grew up with um, my mother and my father mm. and my two sisters. You know, okay. yeah. Okay. And Tapelo, mm. what is a flight engineer? Just like on the side, what is a flight engineer? What do flight engineers do? Oh, okay. Flight engineers they actually do uh, maintenance on aircraft. So. Um, in, in a section of mechanical side, we also have avionics. Avionics is where they deal with um, electrical of electricians yes. in a way. Yes, it's like electrical engineer, but of an aircraft. So I am based what? in mechanical. Um, <gasps> that is so awesome. How did you get to do such? How did you get to know about that? Just like complete yes. tangent, guys. But I'm just so fascinated. I never. For someone who takes as many flights as I do, I, yeah. I completely forget that such a thing as like people that build aircraft. So when you mm. fly, we are there to check. Remember, you can't fly without us checking that aircraft. You must make sure that it's fine. We do what is called after flight, pre-flight, you know, all those uh, maintenance, small maintenances that we normally do at the line. Okay. So we've got actually two sections. There's there's guys who work at heavy maintenance where the aircraft sleeps there for overnight or a week and then they do a major service on it. So I work at the line. So it's just short visit maintenance on the aircraft. So I how I actually find out about this, um, it was in 2014 when I did my matric in social uh -huh. movie, um, technical. So there's a company called CAA. They once came to my school and I got interested. Um, they explained how to become a pilot, how to become a hostie, how to become an aircraft mechanic, an avionic, you know, such things. But yeah, that's how I actually um, got to know about it. Got to know. That is amazing. Wow. And yeah. is it done specifically in aviation school or is it done in normal colleges? What What would a person choose as a career? I was already talking. This was a so, it so, is so, so fascinating. <laughs> yeah, so, so basically it is done uh, at the college, but not just any college. So you have to go to a college where they deal with um, aviation. For example, okay. I'll just give the names. There's Dinelle, um, there's Mata. Oh, and yes. There's Mata. I went to Mata actually. So there you attend like um, your classes um, for a year. And then mm -hmm. after a year, that's when you do your on-job training for 18 months. After 18 months, that's when you do your trade test. After getting your trade test, that's when you qualify. Then after qualifying, you do it for two years to get experience, to get a license on a certain aircraft that you're working on. Oh, wow. Yeah. Also, you this... can't be a jumbo jet engineer when you were trained on a small little 747 or something. No, <laughs> no actually, you Because, like, basically, the education is just it's general information. So, um, after the education, you then now decide where you want to work. Then you start getting experience on certain companies, different companies, you know. Okay. okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, this is so fascinating. So, Tapelo, from flight engineer to yeah. real estate, how like, did this happen? How did you start yeah. your real estate journey? 
When you bought so, your first property, <laughs> were you thinking real estate investment? Um, actually not. So when I actually bought my first property, it was in 2019. Um, mm -hmm. That's when I actually qualified as an engineer. Um, but I bought a house in terms of me staying there, not actually um, to think of business. So I actually attended a seminar. I found a company online on Facebook and I went and I attended the seminar. Then after that, I had an idea that, oh, wow, like in real estate, you can actually make money out of it. So I was like, no, nope, I'm interested. Though that property <laughs> actually, it was uh, I, I, like, it was not really a good deal because it was in a new development, you know, because at first, as I explained that I bought with the aim of staying there, not to make money out of it. So yeah, my property journey actually started by me attending a seminar. Mm, can you tell us a little bit more about what, what sparked your interest at that seminar? Yes. Oh, okay. Like so, so what happened at the seminar was there, and then I just had um, one of the coaches uh, telling me that, you know, in real estate, you can, there are quite a few strategies that you can use. And actually, I got interested in it. I was like, you know what, I want to be one of um, the students who are going to raise their hands saying, um, I want to invest in property. So I did. I got myself a mentor. Um, mm. They went through uh, all the strategies with me. And then I then decided looking at my financial situation actually i started with soci where uh, okay. i look uh, yes i look um for i look for um property investment for investors mm -hmm. so i then started with sourcing then after sourcing i then decided that i wanna invest into multi-land uh, and then that's when i actually got myself a second property which is near over where i'm working um then there, I then, as I explained, Hori, um, my strategy is actually a multi-land. The first property, mm. yeah. Sorry, a little bit, just <laughs> take you a little step back. Sorry, Tapero, there is a, another young person who's listening to you and thinking, what is sourcing? Mm. And, and what are the what are the issues in sourcing? Is it difficult? Is it easy? How did you do it with your day job and what sort of income does sourcing attract if I'm wanting to make extra money? So let me first maybe explain an overview of a sourcing. So yeah. um, sourcing agents, it's more or less like a real estate agent, estate agent. But yeah. these ones are good to have, uh, especially the motivated ones. Yeah. They are trained to look for the best deals and will be happy, obviously, to pass this information to you as long as they get something in return. So I'll just yeah. give an example. Let's say you are an investor, I'm a social agent. I go, I look for a property investment for you. You tell me the criteria, you tell me what you're looking for. Okay, you are an investor, you're looking uh, for a, a, a good return on investment property somewhere near maybe Oar Tambo, maybe for example, then I go, I look for those properties. After looking for those properties, I come to you. I obviously do my due diligence on the property. I run the numbers. I engage with estate agents. I make sure that I get uh, as much as I can the information on that property. 
Okay. So yeah. really, you do the work on behalf of the investor. By the time it comes, the deal is nice and uh, palatable for, for the investor. It's just a yes or a no and how they are going to fund it. And do, yeah. do, do sourcing agents make money? And what sort of money? So it de- is, it, is it even regulated or it depends on your investor? I think, uh, yes, they do make money. Um, mm-hmm. it, uh, it obviously depends on the deal that you've got and obviously the agreement that you will have with your um, investor. So normally, um, general percentage will be 10% of the agreed mm-hmm. amount from the seller to the investor. So okay. it's just that percentage. So also you will discuss how you can pay each other. But normally they do have money. Obviously, but you must remember as a sourcing agent, you must get good deals. Because other investors don't come saying, I'm looking for properties that can give me 40% return on investment. So you need to actually look into that bracket. Some, they are okay with um, investment that's going to give less. So it all it, it depends on an investor, how what they are looking for. Okay. Wow. So Tabelo, what I'm hearing from this is, especially with sourcing agents, is it's a great opportunity to also learn how to run the numbers because you're doing it for investors, right? So you get to run the numbers. Um, Can you tell us? Yeah. So you went from sourcing agent. How did you get started though? Because like, it's a great real estate strategy to do without mm-hmm. any money and when you're starting out and it's good practice. So instead of just running the numbers where you're practicing at home and analyzing, you're actually on the field and you're learning. So like Misa said, how did you do it with your full-time job? Can you share with us how you got started and did it with your full-time job? Yeah, so um, actually how I started with sourcing um, where I attended my seminar, I actually engaged with other sourcing agents. So we actually mm. split the areas. So one will be in Pretoria, one will be this side, and another one will be maybe in KZN. So I'm just making an example on that. So um, sourcing is actually good for someone who doesn't have money to start, um, but it needs um, a lot of time because you actually need to have that power team because you can't do it alone. You need to engage. You need to build a relationship with um, yeah. real estate agents, your attorneys, your you know your builders, because investors they are actually looking for those power teams to help them while to build their investment um, um grade. So um, with sourcing, I think it's 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 something someone could start with, more especially if you don't have money to buy, then yeah. you can start to use that. But yes, it does need. Um, a lot of time. I actually, uh, I, I don't do it more often now because of my work, but um, I do engage with a lot of a lot of estate agents. They actually give me property. So just sometimes I don't have time to go and run numbers, uh, try to double check the numbers on that property. But I would say sourcing is actually a good thing for someone who wants to start investing into property. Yeah. Mm, I like that. Okay. I like that. I like that very, very much. And they go beyond just sourcing a deal. They they are actually even to, able to negotiate with contractors and and attorneys on yeah. your behalf when they are a mm. good, motivated sourcing agent. Yeah. Wow. Yes, I love that so much. 
you are taking us all over the place. So <laughs> tell us then about this new strategy of Multilet. There you are, you've got a Kempton Park house. How did that deal, how did you find that deal? And what did you do with it, with the Kempton Park? Oh, okay. So where I found that property, um, it's a property that is based in uh, Kempton Park, Bonero Park, near O.R. Tambo in Traditional sure. Airport. So I actually, how I found this property is that I know, I knew uh, one of the estate agents that I was working with, he showed me the property. Um, I went to the property. Actually, the seller was a very motivated seller. He was actually um, moving from that area to another area. So I was able to actually negotiate on the price to buy the property. Obviously, mm -hmm. before I bought the property, I did some pre-qualification on myself. Um, I saw that I can qualify for this. Then I told them that this is the installment I could pay. Without me thinking of, um, I'm going to get um, tenants, but uh, yeah. I told the estate agent that this is what I could pay, this is what I could afford. So mm -hmm. if the seller is not going to accept my deal, then we move on to the next. So yeah, luckily everything went well. I got the property. And then the strategy that I took um, on this property is multi-let. The reason I took multi-let was that on my first property, it's, a, it's in new development. It was based in Foxbeck. So okay. I did rent it out before, but I, I rented it out to one family. I had a problem with them because um, just a buy to rent only, to me, it's a disadvantage because if a tenant moves out, you are left mm. with nothing. But when you've got a, a multi-let, you've got multiple tenants in a property. So even if one tenant moves out, you still have other tenants paying you rental. So that's when I got actually interested into multi-let. And then, yeah, this the property that I have is a thousand square meter. I actually yeah. developed a dining room and mm -hmm. I rented out a bedroom. So it was a four bedroom, mm -hmm. uh, two bath, and mm -hmm. it had a cottage outside. So wow. I actually changed that cottage again, made it a two bedroom. So yeah, it's just tenants all over the place. So oh, yeah, now awesome. I'm actually um, extending it at the back, um, building more five, five rooms actually. Okay, so Tapelo, I'm going to ask you to just backtrack a bit, right? Okay. So your first property was a property in Boxburg, mm -hmm. and you chose to, and that was a buy to let, right? Mm -hmm. um, okay, I'm just going to ask you to please take us through to the, uh, back to the second property. So this is the second property in Kempton Park. So how do you go from owning the first property to owning the second property? Did you um, talk us through the financing? Did you get a bank loan? Did you have savings? This is going to help the next person that is trying to make this decision because you're just newly qualified as a flight engineer. You've been sourcing. So did you make your money from sourcing? <laughs> Let's inspire people. And then did you use that money to get the next property? Um, actually not. Um, in sourcing, I did make money, but not a lot. I actually got one investor who actually accepted my offer. Then after that, wow. coming, to, coming to buying the second property, mine, it was actually general. Actually, there was a post that level grass wrote 
uh, yeah. vote on Facebook. It was actually explaining that to buy your second property, you just need to get a tenant from the first one and they're putting money into your account. And then after putting money into your account, you've got a proof to show to the bank that, um, look, I've got a tenant on this um, property that I have. They are paying me this much. I'm also getting my salary. I'm looking for a second bond. I never thought that I'll get a 100% bond on a second property, but actually I did. I got the first um, bond, it was 100%. Second bond was 100%. But now, currently, I actually sold the first one. The reason I sold the first one is that now I've got a bit of knowledge when coming to running the numbers. So that property, the first one, was not actually making me, making me money. It was actually negatively cash flowing. Hence, I sold it. But otherwise, mm. I did. But I did buy the second one with the first one. Mm. Wow, I, I, that's really, really interesting. Can oh, sorry to interrupt me. So I just want to get. This is actually such good information that you've just shared about having a track record in the bank account with tenants and using that first property to get the second property. Very valuable information for new investors. So I just wanted to know, though, with the second property, how long, how fast did you make the decision to sell it because it was negative cash flowing? And also very interesting because I love, we love stories like this. It's not just me. It's both Misa and myself. Um, How did you buy a negative cash flowing property when you had experience in running the numbers and sourcing? Oh, okay. No, this you one. Remember know the this, first one. That was the I first. Yeah. Uh, one. Yeah. Because I bought it before I went to the seminar, before I actually started uh, to, to understand um, that real estate, actually, you can make money out of it. So my mentor will always tell me that um, do not buy uh, a property to stay in. Like, make sure that you are not comfortable with this. So currently, where I'm staying, I, I'm actually renting. But I've got a property there that I, 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 I think I'm not in a stage, I'm not yet in a stage where I could buy my own property and relax. So I still need to grind, grind, grind up until I reach a certain level of asset base. And then that's when I can say I can move to my next property. Absolutely. Mm, that's yeah. amazing. So here's, here's my thing. People have complained about access to finance and here you are telling me that even your second property you could get a hundred percent you you got a hundred percent bond from the same banks tell 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 a person like me what 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 made you special why are you glowing in the dark with the banks what (laughs) (laughs) it's not the first time hearing that question but to me i feel like I feel like it's, it's, a, it's a matter of building a relationship with your bank. Um, again, it's a matter of your credit score. Because, I mean, um, it's, it's very important. It's very important to look at your credit score because without credit score, unfortunately, you're going to get high interest rates. You're going to get maybe 60% or, 90 or, or 80% bond. Because to me, to me, it's just general. I can't say much about... Uh, strategizing into finance because I applied as general as everyone, but okay. it's just a matter of um, credit score. Uh, my advice would be guard your credit score. Make sure that yeah. you use it. Yeah. 
that's yeah. that's 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 an important thing and just keeping your nose out of debt yeah out of bed debt mm. and and what's that like for you tapedo was that was that a scary emotional matter when you were applying for the second time just tell us the process personally now as a person what what gave you confidence if you were and what were your biggest fears and doubts um I think actually what gave me confidence is people that I surround myself with because um, I'm surrounded by people who are actually more successful than me and yes. people who actually achieve what I want to achieve. So yes. actually fear did play a very big role in me, but um, I overcome it by actually asking too much questions. Me, I ask too much. Like you can even ask um, Pacey and Levo, like they know that I ask. I ask anything. I make sure that I ask. And then they are there. Like, I mean, they are open for me. They always advise, like, this is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. Imagine we haven't even met. But otherwise, all I'm trying to say is that people who actually, are, uh, people who are surrounding me are the ones who are actually playing a very big role when mm -hmm. coming to my property investment decisions. I like what you're saying because I think for the longest time, black people, we, we wouldn't talk even openly about money. And you are talking about Lebo Gras, who's been, Gras, who's also been on our podcast, and Percy Singo, who's always, who's also been on our podcast. Imagine that you haven't met these people, but they inspire confidence and it makes you move. And this is why this podcast exists, actually, Tape, because it's, it's only another person of, the same color of the same age that is inspired easily. They hear you easily. Uh -huh. All right. Well, I'm from Sushanguve too, you know, and then they want to. Yeah, yeah. And this is why this podcast exists. I, I really like how, how you put it. So you at second property and you keeping it moving. Um, have you are you staying with the second property? What did you say? Why are you doing the second property? Um, actually, the second property, as I explained, it's a multi-letter. Um, I'm not staying, I'm not staying at the property currently. Um, actually, this um the, the aim is not mm -hmm. actually to increase um cash flow. Cash flow it keeps me in the game, but I I, I believe that. Capital growth will be the one that's going to give me financial freedom. So yeah. me building this asset base is a matter of me allowing myself to actually afford. For example, I'm, I'm building my asset base to a point where I'll save up money so that when I buy the next property or when I do the next project for multilet, I'm able to tap into my savings and do that um, multi-less that I want to do without any hassle. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So this is really, really yes. fascinating. I think it's, this is, it's very rare in our 120 something episodes at this point to have someone come and talk about uh, growing the, um, uh, grow and uh, not focusing on cash flow, but rather growing the asset base. Please tell us more about your thinking around that, because on here we're always talking about.
cash flow, cash flow, cash flow. So very fascinating take. And we love hearing different uh, ways of doing property. Okay, so 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 to me, uh, I get it, you know, most um, strategies are different. It depends on yep. the actually build their asset base, as I mentioned. Um, to me, I've got my 15 profitable ways to make money through property. So with this one, it's going to be my stepping stone where I'm going to start building my, my asset base with the money that I'm taking from my tenants. So I'm not saying um, cash flow is not important. It is important because it helps me to pay the bond. It helps me to pay any um, maintenance on the property and other fees. So on my 15 profitable ways to make my own property, I'm talking about um, me going to the next um, investment. So to the next investment, mm. I'll obviously continue doing the rent to rent or rent to let, uh, mm. doing the rent to own. Um, uh, the rent to own, I'm talking about a lease to own property purchase. I don't know if maybe that makes sense. Yeah. So all that one is it's 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 normally a lease that is combined with a specific option to purchase a property within a specific period of time. Okay. So it's to move to the next different strategies. Um, I'm not really gonna put um, all my eggs into one basket, but I'm gonna move around in property, but move around to try out other new um, different avenues. Um, yes, avenues, yes, you're right. Mm. Mm. Ah, you see now. Mm. And that requires confidence. And the confidence really comes when you have your mentor. And it has come with the education, isn't it? In, in a few years, yeah, two years ago, you were not the same person. You didn't know as much as you do now, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Tabelo, uh, can I ask? So, I just want to go a little bit further back. Sorry, I always ask a lot more. <laughs> I like to suck the marrow out of certain <laughs> situations, so to speak. So, the second property, can you just go back to tell us what the vision is with that? Like, how are you planning to maximize cash flow? You just kind of glanced, you kind of just moved very, very fast with that. Oh, okay. So I was saying um, the vision actually with the second property, uh, which is the multi-led. I am yes. looking to build my asset base. So all I'm trying to say is that with the profit that I'm getting from my tenants, it's the money that I'm going to save up so that when I go to the next uh, property investment, mm. I can actually tap into my savings and build whatever I want to build without me going straight to the bank and saying, um, can I have a loan so that I can build bedrooms or can I have a loan to do this? But mm. I, I'll only go to the bank actually to buy property, not to actually build. That's, that's, mm. my, that's my personal strategy that I'm looking to do. Mm. Ooh, I love that strategy. That is a strategy that I'm 100% behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. So, um, and your, let's talk about your power, your, your, how you are, how have you systematized your business? By the way, you, you are a flight engineer. So tenants, six tenants, five tenants, how are you managing that and why did you choose the way you are managing? Um, so actually, 
I, I'd be honest. How I'm managing this is is because of my power team. I think without yeah. my power team, I wouldn't have been where I am. Because as I told you that me, I I ask a lot. So Percy is actually I'll I'll mention him a lot because he yeah yeah. So so Percy is actually doing exactly what I want to do, and he's actually he's. What I like about him is that his strategy is straightforward. It just requires action. Like, mm-hmm. he will just tell you that this is what you do. You save up money. You do this. You do this. Then do it. Like, I feel like um, going back going back to, 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 to my strategy, um, I think it's my power team. So on my power team, um, I do have my attorneys that I work with. So I also have my accountant who's actually helping me. Because um, this, uh, the reason I got, I got my accountant is that I also want to understand furthermore when coming to taxation and someone who's going to actually um, structure my financial um, strategies, my financial future. Because as an accountant, most we know that it's someone who set up the financial infrastructure um, necessarily when purchasing um, other properties in future. And I also have um, my bond originator that I work with. Normally, when I want to apply for a bond, I normally go straight to them. I also have my builder, the guys that I'm actually working with. I have my architect, um, the guy who's actually advising when coming to plans. I have my letting agent, uh, uh, that woman. She's the one who actually manages my um, tenant because mm-hmm. um, I actually don't want the headache because when coming to multi you've got so many tenants and different right. tenants. Yeah, so you, you don't want to do everything on your own. So I, I I feel like it's worth it. I sacrifice that 10% now to give yeah. to my letting agent, but I know that um, in future, it's it's actually going to benefit me. Rather than me going to deal with more than five tenants, someone is not paying, someone is paying late, this one is doing this. So yeah, also got uh, like my estate agent, my insurance mm-hmm. broker, um, uh, my accountant is also actually my tax advisor. I don't know much about tax, but yeah, he's we 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 just started with classes where he can um, actually give me some general information about that. Mm, my goodness, I like I like I like. It is something that I learned from Vangile. When it's when you you you've got into a level of wisdom, where you can say this. I know nothing about let somebody else do this on my behalf. Then, you know, as you pay for it, it doesn't even feel like paying, isn't it? You can't Mm. necessarily know engineering and then at the same time be a a very good (laughs) property money. Like sometimes we sit there, it's it's, it's such an scarcity way of looking at the ha ah, they take 10 percent of six percent of my rent when you think about it it's like they are mm. taking away the headache it's not even the six percent really is yeah it? yeah not even no. i think you've just said it Mizo. and the yeah. thing is that so many people are trying to do things by themselves yeah and literally i always say to people you can spend five years trying to figure out how to do a thing or you can hire someone <laughs> pay them what you think is a lot of money but in five years they help you quadruple or 20x your income right. it is a freaking no-brainer yes you <laughs> save 10 percent in five years or you grow your income 
10 times or 20 times. So I've never understood this idea of like holding on to dear life to every penny when like there's more money that could be made. But again, I think there's a lot of like work and mindset shift that has to go into money when it comes to that. So, wow, Tapelo, we love your way of thinking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I've lost my questions, Ben. Um, I am... <laughs> oh, I have one. So as you look for your questions. So, Tapelo, because you've just you're just starting out. Do you, are you buying under, you talk a lot about using your credit score. Are you using a business? Are your properties under a business or in your personal name? How are you building your portfolio? So um, currently they actually under my personal name. Um, okay. But buying through business is something that I'm actually looking forward to. And okay. also understanding um, what this um, trust account, like yes. buying yeah, those terminologies, you know, but this is something that I'm actually trying to learn more. But as a startup, I think most investors they normally buy under their name unless you um, have or had that knowledge to buy through your business. But on my side, currently they all under my name. Mm-hmm. All right. I think yeah. most investors start off like that, right? Because mm-hmm. they are. They don't know any better, but like as you grow, you can shift and sell your your properties to your business. So it really is really um, a journey. Mm. Mm. Absolutely, that is so incredibly important, um, Tabelo. And that's for me. I I just feel like the step by step learning is is my biggest takeaway from you because. There's nothing like you can accelerate and be where somebody else is. Um, when I have no other questions, I don't know yeah. how you're feeling. I'm rather full, and I think I am okay. full too. <laughs> it's, it's such a clear podcast and and and, and very 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 educational. Thank you, Tabelo, for this. I'm good. Yeah, no, this podcast was really educational. Thank you, Tapelo. Let's move on to the next segment of the show. On to the next segment of our show, magical feedback from our hosts, where our hosts share their three takeaways from today's episode. Hey, Property Magicians. So as usual, with our magical feedback, Nizo is going to start us off. I... I loved several things that Tabela said. I am even struggling to to go from where he is. Okay, maybe let's start with this one. Tabela is a flight engineer, Ben. You you Mm. and I both got so excited about about his journey. And look at what Tabela is doing with being a flight attendant. He didn't go and buy your most expensive car. Mm. He He started with investing Number one, number two, he realized that the house that he lived in and invested in was not an investment. <laughs> he is selling it after having had an experience with tenants that were paying him rent. Once they moved, he realized he's got zero rent. Yeah. What did he do? 
he redesigned, retracted and said, oh, so this beautiful house in this beautiful estate is not going to make me money. It doesn't belong in my property investment journey. That's music to a property mentor because that means he's listening. When you run the numbers and you've got this house that you are living in, you're paying for, or a tenant is living in and they pay you rent, once they move, you are stuck with it. Not worth it. It's not an investment. Oh my gosh. I love, love that. (laughs) So my first takeaway is piggybacking off of that, right? Which is that he doesn't like the his maybe I think we've had several property investors that have shared this. Yeah. They don't live in properties that they own. So yeah. they're not living in the houses that they own. So you own a property elsewhere, but you live in a property that you're renting. Yeah. Because like it makes more financial sense to have uh, to use the properties that you own to rent out to people because you're making more money from that and that property is paying itself. And then you're renting somewhere, especially if you're young and you're starting out, you can rent with your friends. You can rent a little studio apartment. You can rent a small little apartment. I think this is just so, so powerful. You don't have to live in the properties that you own. And isn't it giving Grant Cadone vibes, which we just are obsessed (laughs) with, Mizo? Right? So, guys. Oh, my God. (laughs) Grant Cadone, you've heard us mention Grant Cadone several times on here. And I've often said, like, I just. I can't because he's so. His energy is hyper masculine. But, like. What we love about Grant Cadone is that he has the same strategy. So he gives himself the freedom. You own all the properties, but he goes and he explores different Airbnbs. So every few months he moves to a different Airbnb. So he has the experience of living in a house in different properties that are just gorgeous and amazing, but he doesn't have to own that property. And I think that what I love about this, just as my takeaway is that we obsess so much about the dream house, you know, and it can be the thing that holds us back. Whereas you can go, you can buy properties that are in your price range and rent them out and go live in the dream houses with that rental income. Mm -hmm. That's it. So love it. Love it. I really love it. I had forgotten about it. I love him on TikTok. Hey, the snippets. Oh my gosh power and if Grant i really cardone, need to join tiktok <laughs> no you need to join tiktok and if grant cardone is on tiktok you had better be on tiktok this is, <laughs> yeah it's crazy but here's my second takeaway i really this is what i start with with every one of my property mentees we start with a full two page of writing your big why There's nothing Mm. as disgruntling as not having an intention about anything. This this property podcast was born out of intention. So when Tapelo says, my big why is bigger than my mistakes, 
he he knows he's fallible and he says i've made lots and lots of mistakes and my mm. and my mistakes don't define me because you're going to make mistakes and i share with every one of my mentees about buying a property with someone and not having proper structures buying a property that did not cash flow you've got to have a big why there's going to be some stumbling blocks on your journey mm. as you invest uh, ask anyone who has who is invested on the stock exchange today stock exchanges are in crisis but do they just take their money and run they don't there's a way of rolling with the punches when you've got a bigger why and your big why is not just day to day i wanted to buy a gold watch or anything like that so setting an intention and having a big why on your property journey is just the most incredibly empowering thing and it's your consolation on the days when it gets tough yes i love that oh i love that <laughs> what you said about the big why yeah. so my second takeaway is sourcing yeah. as a strategy <gasps> love it right <laughs> like i think you know what like i've been referring people to sourcing agents like a lot of people yeah. that have come and yeah. asked me about running the numbers and they hate it and i'm just like find yourself a sourcing agent you know why mm. because guys it's an easy strategy for those people starting out if you don't have money i won't say easy but what mm. i love about sourcing and working with sourcing agents is that they run the numbers for you mm. and they mm. can help you structure a strategy for a deal Yeah. which is lovely so you don't have to do it all on your own they come with the power team they give you their power team as well but yeah. even better my takeaway is if i was starting out in property and i had the time i would have become a sourcing agent and here's why because mm. it would have taught me how to negotiate with sellers it would have taught me how to build a power yeah, team exactly. it would have taught me how to look at deals how to run the numbers how to make a deal profitable right yeah. and i feel like had i known about sourcing in my 20s it would have been something that i deeply deeply loved because i yeah. actually was in real estate in the us in my 20s and i owned right. a, a remax franchise right yeah. i owned a remax franchise in boston massachusetts and mm-hmm. i just didn't know what i didn't know like yeah. when i listen to someone like Alf- uh, like alfred or i'm listening to um a, a tapelo today mm. i'm just like i seriously seriously wish that i had known what these young people know about yeah. sourcing because yeah. it would have completely helped mm. me uh grow my portfolio then so My takeaway is honestly if you don't know if you don't have the funds you don't know how to get started in property sourcing is actually a way to train it's training on the ground it's a way to build relationships but more than that it is also <laughs> a way to get to run the numbers and learn how to really really do all the things that yeah. most people are scared to do in I'm real estate sure. right so that is such a great it. way to get started i am just so excited really for every every young person that's going to listen to this podcast i i really like that what you said because 
actually my being a real estate agent taught me the process of buying you know it's so it, it, it's such a process right it's such a yeah. process and no one and then you hear transferring attorney bond attorney you don't even know why you're paying transfer fees if you ask someone yeah. to break down transfer fees they don't know what that is so mm-hmm. really there's a lot to learn all right yeah. i'm gonna go on to number three not because it's the last one but you know i'm gonna so i love what she said about emotional buying this is a fun takeaway <laughs> <laughs> we've all been <sighs> by those boards Pay no transfer fees. You are the first person to live in this house. New Giza, new taps, new tiles. And yet the property <laughs> is not cash flowing. Watch it, guys. Those lovely properties are not where the cash is. Mm. If you are a property investor, that's not what you buy. In most cases, those properties don't, don't actually cash flow. That's my mm. fun takeaway. <laughs> Oh, thank you for that, Mizo. Love, love that takeaway. Um, My final takeaway is also just getting that um, is what he said about having tenants pay money into your bank account and then using that to get your second property. So, guys, just having that track record having your lease agreements in place, having all that will go a long way with the banks. So yeah, this was just another incredible episode. Genuinely loved it. So without further ado, let's move on to Magical Expansion. Now on to the journey to Magical Expansion, where we ask our guests the same five questions we ask every guest. Hey, property magicians, welcome to the next segment of the show. As usual, Misa is going to start us off in the segment. I I particularly love this segment of the, not that I don't like the podcast, the Journey to Magical (laughs) Expansion is where we ask five personal questions to every guest to help us understand them a little bit more and how they create money magic. So, Tabelo, do you have a book that changed your life? (laughs) I actually do. I actually do. Um, I had it with me just a second. Um, this book by the guy called Witness Mdaga. It's more than just money. Oh my gosh. You can can see how I'm abusing his book. If it's It's all crinkled. (laughs) (laughs) No, this book actually, um, uh, this book, man, I, I don't have words for it. But I think um, it doesn't, you don't have to be an investor, but a, a startup investor or someone who actually wants to start his own business. Um, it's either you're in real estate or selling uh, clothing or whatever, whatever yeah. you can call it. I think this is the best book to actually um, start reading about. Like this is, it's clear and it's something that he has done and it's something that he's doing. He's, he's also one of the guys that actually motivate me so much. Um, all the time when I buy his book, I always go to him. I always make sure that he signs the first page. I just bought two recently for my sisters. I just okay. went in a team. That, you know, oh. I'm buying books. I'm coming to your office. When he's not there, I'm telling him that, no, I'm not coming. I'll come whenever you are there. I want to make sure that he signs. 
<laughs> Witness was on episode 37 of our podcast. I, I like I like it. Mm. And Tabelo, maybe I, I should ask you why why was why why was it easy to hear witness? What what is it that made the book for you? I think witness caught me right after um, wanting to start into real estate. Then that's oh, when actually he wrote his book, and I was maybe the first or the second person to buy his book when he started to publish it. But um, wow. the what? because of, he's, he's also from a, a, a township. He's not from a wealthy family. Okay. Mm, okay. But I, I think to me that's what actually motivates more because I'm also not from a wealthy family. So yeah. I'm looking for someone who's gonna say, "Hey, bra, I'm not from a wealthy family, and I'm where I am today. I'm successful. I'm wealthy. And then if I can do it, you can do it." That's actually what actually motivated me to actually follow witness. That's that's absolutely amazing. Obviously, representation, someone that understands where you're coming from and understands your story. I absolutely love it. So, Tafelo, what keeps you inspired? Um, I like saying it's people who surround me. Like, I don't have anything that inspires me besides, obviously, the support that I get from my family, um, the support that I get from people whom I follow. Like, um, I know that I'm not perfect. Um, I fail a lot. I do uh, wrong things along the way, but I never do that. <laughs> I always stand up and I look forward. I always uh, have the bigger why I'm doing this, actually. Yeah. Um, I actually, you, you can say I'm a um, flight engineer, but I actually work long hours. I work 12-hour shifts. So to me... Hey, if I can explain my why, I won't finish now. But all I'm trying to say is that my why is bigger than my failures, you know. Okay. So my why is way, way, way too big. My God, my goodness. <laughs> How old are you? Are you 80? <laughs> I love that wisdom. <laughs> I love that wisdom. My, my why is bigger than my failures because, my goodness, if you can't even accept your failures, you you will not you you know it's it's just no way of learning. Is there anything that you wish you had known um, before the 2020 journey started? Before you embarked on your property investment journey, is there any one particular thing to say? Man, somebody should have told me this. Yeah, I think it's um, starting to actually get the right property. Uh, sorry, rather than um, buying um, properties at market value, buying with emotions, because I believe that in um, real estate or property investment, you need to let um, your emotions aside. Don't let your emotions to control you. Um, I wish someone told me that before, because obviously the property that I bought, my first property, I bought with emotions. I went there, it was a new development, a like, it's one of those things that, hey, I'm the first person to sleep in this house. Uh, one of those things. So emotions actually played a very big role. I wish I knew how to control my emotions then. Okay. <laughs> oh, my I God. Like I that. can't believe it. You had the, I'm the first person to sleep in this house. Okay. <laughs> you see? Did they catch you with the no transfer fees? No transfer fees. That's what we yes, like yes, in the yes, lot. Yes. <laughs> 
Because when they even calculate, when they went on that Uber calculations online, uh, when yeah. they tell me, or if you buy a property outside, you see how much you'll pay on transfer fees. You see, do you have that money now? No, I don't. Then don't worry. This one, yeah. none of And it's also a new house. Like everything is new, new geezer, new toilet. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they really... This should Not be illegal. Illegal. It sounds like yeah. emotional blackmail. <laughs> like, it really sounds like emotional blackmail. This should not be legal. It is, well, they do it. They do it. Wow, that's so crazy. So, um, Tafelo, what do you think you still need to learn in property? You've told us you've got 15 strategies that you want to learn Tell us what do you think is the next one that you really want to master? Yeah. Um, actually, it's um, property development. I actually want mm. to understand mm. the procedure of actually property development because um, mm. I think property development is another chapter. It has got a lot of things. You need to build a very good relationship with your builders. You need to build a very good relationship with your architect. You need to also build a very good relationship with a town planner um, so that you can yeah. ask yeah. allowable to build this. You know, to understand those, I think I want to master more into um, mm. property development. Mm. Mm. Love it. Love it. Natural Love progression. It. Yeah. Natural yeah. progression. Yeah. So, Tapelo, is there any property resource you would like to share here? A person, a book, a podcast, a YouTube video? Who would you like somebody um, to get onto their phone and follow or follow a podcast or a YouTube video? Yeah. Okay, so starting with myself, um, I don't have a YouTube channel as uh-huh. yet, but um, I've done an interview with a private property. Um, yeah. I've, done, I've done an interview um, with um, Cornelius um, from Home Channel. Um, okay. It was uh, the name of the show was uh, the Property Game. Um, yeah. So um, one person can just go Google it, Property Game Home Channel Channel. I think it's channel two one seven three one. Yeah, I'm I'm checking on the correction. But otherwise, yes, they can go on Google and check that. Go on YouTube. Um, you yeah. can type private property. You also see my podcast there with private property. And um, last but not least, I'd love a young entrepreneur who's actually starting out to follow Witness Mdaga, to follow Pesisingo, to follow Level Grass, and many more. Like, I can yeah. name them. Um, it doesn't mean if I don't mention other names, they are not important. Like, do follow those people. You will really learn a lot. Because sometimes you don't have to read a book, but you just need to um, read their comments. There's also a guy called Tapelo Jonas. I also follow him on Facebook is very good. He's a, a very good motivational speaker. Yeah. Mm, that's nice. amazing. Goodness. Thanks for that. Thank you. I yes. was going to say, when I asked you about the book that changed your life, I was going to say, you can say Facebook if you like. <laughs> <laughs> because we do, we do come across. Yeah. Yeah. Because anyway, I met all these people through Facebook. So yeah, I'll say Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. So um, I love that actually about Facebook. I feel Me like too. social media 
for me, social media is how I operate, right? So like so many humans that I've met around the world are from social media. So mm-hmm. Tapela, why did you, so what was your intention with saying yes to this podcast and how do people get hold of you? to talk to you or to ask questions because now you're a person that people are going to want to follow after being on the podcast. Um, I think the reason I said yes, um, to me it's a matter of growing. Um, I'm one person who would love to reach a stage where um, the guys I mentioned reached um, our witness and everything. Um, I'd love to reach a stage where I actually can teach about how to invest into property without actually um, big money to ask from people. Because as I said, that I'm from a township because many people, they don't know much about property because their mentality is one of those things that when you get into property, you should actually have big money. So yeah, I think I wanna, I wanna reach that stage. Yeah. You know? We mm. love that. We love that. We pay it forward. Other people took their time to teach us, and then we teach it forward, right? Mm. That is amazing. Yeah, and and if uh, people want to get in touch with me, they can just follow me on uh, Facebook. Um, it's Tapelongkau. They can just send me a private message that hey man, I'm interested. Wanna do this? Um, they are more than welcome to ask those questions. And I'm more than available to actually assist where I can. Because actually also the education that I'm getting from these guys, I'm actually getting it for free. So why not? Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for sharing with us, Tapelo. This is really <laughs> lovely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. Oh, my goodness. Tapelo, you've been so gracious and, and, and good luck with your journey. Um, very inspiring. You've mentioned all the people that have been on our podcast and the common denominator about all of you is your generosity. And mm. we really, really appreciate that on behalf of every Afri- African that's listening to this podcast. Mm, mm. thank you so much Tapelo and thank you so much Property Magicians for joining us just a reminder that the Property Magicians podcast is sponsored by the Property Magicians Stockfile and we are in the middle of fundraising for our deal number six which is again with Umzuetu in Sekunda for the last deal so this was at the end the beginning of July, end of June, we raised 560 something thousand, I believe, right, Mizo? Can't remember yes. the exact amount. Yes. And we have um, invested in that deal, but Umziwe is still mm-hmm. looking for more funds. So we're fundraising. I'm not sure where we are in terms of the amount that we've raised, but I do believe it's we probably in the 200 or 250,000 rand space for this month for the next deal with Umziwetu. So guys, if you want to be part of that deal and you're excited by the prospect of it, then we'd love to invite you to come on board and check out the Property Magician stock files. So if you are based in Lesotho, Namibia, Swaziland and South Africa, 
you can join the stock. You can look for the Stockfella app on Play Store, iStore, or on Petal Search if you're with Huawei and download the Stockfella app. Join and look for the Property Magician Stockfile Group. And if you're not based in any of these countries, please do not worry. We have many, 50% of our members are from outside these four countries. So you can just join us by going to wealthy-money.com forward slash Stockfile. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash Stockfile. And it, you will see all the ways, uh, you can see how you can join the Stockfile. So thank you for joining us today. Misa, do you have anything else to add? Oh, my gosh. I'm just excited about deal six. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> about deal six. Remember, Mzwetu um, was looking for three million and we yes. partnered with another stock fell. And yep. stock fell. And I think so far we have co-funded for over 2.3 million in my calculation. Wow. Yes. So we're mm. going, we yeah, we're resting that and we have got yeah. two queuing deals that are looking for funding. So if you miss the the date of the 5th of August, not to worry. Yeah. Magician stock fell always has a deal. There are two deals that we are doing due diligence on and you might just get on to deal seven. So don't lose heart. Mm -hmm. And thank you again, property magicians, for trusting the stock fell with 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 all your might. Yes, we deeply appreciate it. So guys, we look forward to seeing you in the property magician stock mm -hmm. Otherwise we'll also see you in the next uh, property magicians podcast episode. Have a fantastic day further. Thank you for listening, Property Magicians. My name is Vangile Makwakwa, and I am your host on the show. I help people heal their ancestral money stories so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, become financially free, and live their best lives. So if you would love to increase your income, or you'd love to pay off your debts and increase your savings, contact me. You can contact me on the Wealthy Money website at wealthy-money.com. Again, wealthy-money.com. Or you can email me at vangile at wealthy-money.com. Again, vangile at wealthy-money.com. Find me on Facebook on the Wealthy Money group or on the Wealthy Money page or find me on Twitter and Instagram as vangile makwakwa. Now over to my co-host. Listening property magicians, my name is Vangile Makwakwa and I am your host on the show. I help people heal their ancestral money stories so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, become financially free and live their best lives. So if you would love to increase your income or you'd love to pay off your debts and increase your savings, contact me. You can contact me on the Wealthy Money website at wealthy-money.com. Again, wealthy-money.com. Or you can email me at vangile at wealthy-money.com. Again, vangile at wealthy-money.com. Find me on Facebook on the Wealthy Money group or on the Wealthy Money page or find me on Twitter and Instagram as vangile makwakwa. Now over to my co-host.